Kia ora e te whānau, ki a tau, ki a tātou, te atuwhai me te rangimāri e o te atua. Grace and peace from our God among us. Hallelujah. It's all about him and his yes. grace and his yes. peace. So welcome. This is a slightly different Sunday to how we usually do it because over these Sundays, we're, we're really wanting to share something of the vision and what God is calling us to do and to, to be as a church for 2019. So it's a little bit different. It's not your kind of uh, average three-pointer uh, sermon, but there'll be others jumping up and sharing some things too. So just to give you a heads up about that, because we're, we're, we're really, uh, we, we believe this, that we are on a journey. God is taking us from somewhere and he's taking us to somewhere. And last week we mentioned a couple of things that are really important to us that we want to grow in more and more in 2019. And one of them is uh, about the presence of God. We want to grow in, in a sense of his presence among us. We love his presence. We want to learn what it is to make room for the spirit to move among us. And we're so, uh, so blessed by League jumping up there and just following that prompting uh, from God and just stepping out. And uh, so blessed by, yeah, setting the standard of courage. And uh, we want to make space. We're learning. We've got L plates on. We don't profess to be professors in this. I don't think anybody is. We, we are learning what it is to, to make room and to steward well the presence of God and what he wants to do among us. So that's a high value for us. And, and prayer is the other thing. We want to grow as a church in prayer. And we're just finishing our week of prayer uh, finishing last night, going up to, the, to midnight, really, just, a, just praying, crying out to God, really praying back the promises that he's given us as a church. I'm so glad we're not just trying to make something happen here, but God has spoken. It's God who's initiated things. We're just responders, all right? And, and our praying is responding to the promises that God gives us. And he's given us some fabulous promises as a church, far beyond our ability to make happen, uh, so we're praying for miracles here, just the miracle of what God wants to bring the church into. It's got to be of him. Who wants to see a church that man could build? Who would want that? No, we're looking for the grace of God and for God to bring something through that will glorify his name. So prayer is a big one for us too. And there are other things too this Sunday that we'd like to share. You know, Be mindful that, that all true vision comes out of what God is, is shaping in us. All right, this is what's happening. He's wiring us to do what he wants us to do. He's been building us and shaping us in a particular way. We believe that. He's put values, well, well, really deep DNA values among us as a people to set us up for his purposes in the nation as a church. So, for instance, we love grace as a church. You often hear us sing about it and talk about it. We love it. As Chris was praying earlier, we love it that it's not about our, our performance. We're not trying to convince God to, to, to love us or get our sense of value from what we do. No, no, we, we, we love God. We love his grace. We're accepted in the beloved. And therefore we rejoice. Whatever we do, we want to come out of our love for God and his love for us. So grace is a key DNA value for us. We, we love the Spirit. It's already said that. We want more of the Holy Spirit. We love the Word. We love the truth. We love the Bible. We love team. It's not about one-man ministry here. It's not about some guy running around on a stage. It's, it's about teams who are serving the purposes of God. Yeah? And leadership reflects that. We believe in a leadership which is truly here to equip the saints for the work of service. Right, so our responsibility, even as elders, is to, is to see a context created where you guys can fly. Yes. It's about what God has put in you and to release what God has put in you. You're gifting, you're calling, because that's what will impact the nation. So our leadership understanding is that we're here to serve the purposes of God amongst you and through you to the nation. So that's also part of our, our DNA, our values. And it's also about, about seeking to create under God a, a culture, I guess is a, for want of a better word, an atmosphere among us that, that reflects the kingdom so that we can become more and more that, that, that colony of heaven, all right? that, that counter-cultural community that is reflecting something not of the earth but, but of God. And so that culture is important. And so several, oh, a while ago now, a number of years ago, God... God gave us these five words here, words that God, God spoke to us about. And those of you who are in on the, on the forming of these words, we prayed about it, we processed it, we sought God for it, 
words that would shape us if we focused on them. And so words like authenticity, courage, generosity, honor, and inclusiveness. Words where we felt that, that God wanted us to embrace and focus on and that reflected the values of the kingdom. And we've already touched on some of these today. Authenticity is, yeah, it's not about hype. You'll find we're not very good at hyping. You know, I'm sorry about that if, you, if that's what you want. Uh, we're not good hypers here. Because we want the real deal. We believe God is after his grace to truly be reflected in a people, not wanting to hype anything. And also about authenticity in how we relate to each other too. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know whether you've been in churches where you can worship God and praise him and have your hands in the air, but you can be falling apart on the inside. And we're not there yet, but we're on a journey to become more and more a people who can be honest and transparent and open and uh, able to get alongside each other and see the grace of God truly at work. So authenticity is a big one. Um, courage is a big one because it will take courage to do all of the other four. Mm. You know, the, these other words are about stepping out. As Lee stepped out a minute ago, it's about courage. Mm. Uh, being a generous people is also very important to us, which is simply uh, not without just our time or our finances. It's about reflecting the heart of God. Yeah. We want to be like our Father. Honour is a key word for us too. It's about honouring the image of God in each other and in those outside of us. Genuinely valuing the person in front of you and around you and in your street and in your office. It's about honouring the work of God amongst us as well and, and, and responding to what the Spirit is saying. Honour is important. It's about honouring uh, the whole ethnic diversity that we believe that God is growing us as a church, honouring what each culture brings to the table in terms of every culture having a unique insight into the character of God. So honour is very important to us as well. And inclusiveness is really important. We so long to be a Turanga Waiwai, a home for, for any and every person to come in and feel like they've come home. Wouldn't you love a church like that, where anybody coming in will be thinking, home at last? No matter how different they were or how hard they found it to fit anywhere else, they would come among us. Knowing that as a group, as a company, as a family, we're all on a journey to become more like Jesus. So we want to receive everyone and know that we're all on a journey to be changed, actually, all of us, more and more into the image of his son. Wow, that's what it means to be and inclusive people. So, so these words are important, and, and we're going to focus on these words again this year, just to give you a heads up, because we do believe the more we focus on them, the more they will change us and shape us. And, uh, and so even with some of the details we're going to share with you now, I, I hope you'll see that the words here are alive and functioning among us, and uh, you'll see that in a moment or two, I'm sure. I mean, even being a, a generous-hearted people, generosity is a big thing for us, and, and I want to you know, part of this morning is about celebrating what God is doing, has done, and looking ahead to what God is going to do. And generosity is one of those things. I, I praise God that he's been teaching us to be a generous people with our time, our energy, and yes, with our finances too. And uh, we're on a journey here, but um, uh, I want to just put up these are gift days that we have. Every year we do a couple of gift days annually, and we've been doing it for a long time. And the idea is that we give uh, twice a year, and we give, yes, the things that God is doing among us, true, but we also give beyond us as well. We want to give beyond our immediate benefit. And so we've done things like supporting church plants elsewhere or mission trips to Cambodia and other places. Uh, we've also wanted to give to uh, uh, causes in the local area, virtuoso strings. You remember them? We, we gave to them and supported them, those teenagers who are really slightly struggling. And so we want to give towards them. And uh, we gave to things like the House of Grace, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful charity, a beautiful cause, which we gave in our last gift day, single mums learning to look after the, the babies. We, we gave towards that. Uh, we've given to other things too, uh, the homeless down there in the, in, the, in the Wellington City area, the mission down there. We want to give away beyond ourselves. And, and I want to praise God for really the progress, really, because uh, it's 2016. You know, in 2016, over our two gift days, we, we raised 46,000, and we're able to give that away, or a lot of that away beyond ourselves. And that, I, I was pretty thrilled by that. It's 20, I remember at the time we are going, yes! And then in 2017, you know, it went up. 
59,000, we could give much of it away to bless, to bless, to bless. And then 2018, it went up to 67,000. And what it is, is just us learning to grow in generosity. And can I just say that the gift days that are coming up, there's one coming up in May, our, our first one for the year. We want to more and more be able to give directly beyond us. We want it to be a reflection of God's heart. His heart for the poor, his heart for those who are disadvantaged, the heart of those who are struggling. So we want to give and honor God and reflect his nature more and more. So generosity is an important uh, value for us that we're growing in, praise God. And uh, actually, just our general income as a church has been going up, hallelujah, over the last year or two by about 20% apparently. So giving, people are just becoming more and more generous as a people. And, of course, that generosity isn't just to support officers that we have, though we praise God for them. It's also about releasing people, releasing ministry. I think of Moraine. Moraine's here. She's going to stand up in a second. We decided to employ Moraine to help with the children's work on a Sunday. And it's been fantastic. She's been there to coordinate, support, uh, work things through, provide for those who work amongst the kids. And so that was a release of ministry there. So for one day a week, Moraine plows into the kids' work. In fact, Moraine's going to stand up now. You want to just share something of where the children have been and maybe where they're going to Moraine. So let's put our hands together. Let's welcome Moraine, shall we? Go, Moraine. Oh, sorry. I can't do that on my own. I need my team. <laughs> Team, team, really important. So you can kick off. Um, can I just say we do have Simon and Matt on our team as well, but Matt is very busy outside with the kids, so he's serving there, and uh, Simon snuck off. <laughs> Where are you? You're supposed to be here. Morena, whānau. Just before... Um, we get into where we want to go this year, I'd like to just ask to reflect on where we've kind of been and how I'm going to do that today is just share a bit of a testimony of my attitude towards um, kids' work and what I used to think it was and you'll see later how it's definitely changed to, to what it is now. So when my youngest was, sorry, my oldest was young, I used to look forward to Sunday so people could babysit my my child, so I could just be part of the service and I could do the God stuff and Lucy could be in the creche playing with toys. And if she got one line of something to do with God, I was happy. And I used to just be like, yep, Sundays are my days, I get a sleep in and also my child gets babysat for the morning. And there's two things I want to highlight in that kind of, that kind of story. Is one, it's actually okay to want to be away from your children. It's not... <laughs> That's not a bad thing. It's actually a natural thing, and we do not discourage wanting to be away from your children at all. But the second thing that God really wanted me to highlight through that little story is that um, it's not okay for us to box God for our children at such a young age. It's hard as adults to not box God into what we think it is. But if we start that from a young age, what are we teaching our children as they grow up? And so... Um, Three, four, three more children later, my attitude has, has really changed towards kids' work and I can see how much God actually loves his kids and us as adults but also our children. Also, how much he can actually speak to our younger children. Like, if anything, my children have a lot to teach me about listening to God and hearing who their father is. And, um, yeah, and as a church, we want our children from a young age to know who their heavenly father is and also learn to listen to God and be prophetic and, and just be really comfortable with the Holy Spirit as well. Um, and just in going with our theme of using our culture words, one of the things we really want to um, move forward in is honouring our children and honouring them for who God sees them, and that is um, as his children, but also people that have the capacity to hear God from a young age. We also want to honour God because us boxing him into this babysitter's club is not actually honouring our God whatsoever. And another thing we want to honour is honouring both the role of men and women in our young children's lives. And like Moraine has said, is we've got men on our kids' work team and not only just parents, we've also got men who 
who aren't parents yet, men whose children are growing up older. So it's not just the dads looking after their own kids. It's actually a community and a big family thing. And we just want to honour both the men and the women because we don't want to box kids' work into the women's job because it's totally not. We both need mothers and fathers. And so that's how we want to see us growing in honour in the kids' work this year. Try and get the mic in the right place. Um, First, like Pete has already mentioned, um, the church has been very generous with finances uh, since the middle of last year. We've had Moraine employed, and that has made such a world of difference, particularly to, to me and Becca, um, and what just kind of releasing us to get some um, enjoyment kind of back in leading leading kids' work. But um, any parent, I'm sure, will have noticed that just the difference in what we've been able to do now that we've got someone who has time devoted to it during the week rather than us trying to work, kids work around our, our lives and our jobs and our families. Um, so we're really thankful for that generosity of the church and it's already seen such a uh, release of creativity through Moraine's just incredible God-given <laughs> gifts. Yeah. Um, she's uh, been able to further specialise the lessons to the children that we've got and their abilities and their interests. And th- we're go- starting to see you know, the ripples of that generosity and that creativity um, moving through our kids and we pray that it will go through our kids um, into the whole church. Um, our vision here is that we will have really generous kids, kids that are eager to serve each other, to serve adults, eager to see God's blessing flow out through them to those around them. And I'd just like to remind everybody that we can all help our kids to be generous by demonstrating generosity to our children. And that means um, sharing our time, um, sharing our experiences and you know, that can be as simple as listening to the stories that they want to tell you um, and just making time to ask them what have they learned this morning or how was their week. Right, one of, one of the our visions is that uh, what Phil prayed earlier, that the kids will start on our shoulders. Now, we've been on a long journey of getting to know God as our Father, our good, good Father, and we want them to know it right now. We want them to grow up knowing that they have a good, good father in heaven. And we want them to have a relationship with him. And as children do, and it's shocking sometimes as an adult, but they ask the most incredible, outrageous things. As an adult, I go through, "Mm, no, that will be a no. That's too big to ask. I can't quite face getting a no. You know, it's filtered. They don't do that. They just go, it's outrageous, who cares, I'm asking. And that is how we are are invited to approach our father. And we want to cultivate that in them and we want to learn that from them. And, yeah, we want them to know that they belong in his family and that we as a family you know, they have a great part to play with us. We want our children to know that this is their place, um, that this is a safe place, and we want to build um, all sorts of relationships that they know they're included in. This includes um, relationships within their peer group, giving them opportunity to work out their relationship with Jesus in in that group of, um, of kids. We also want to build their relationships with adult leaders and adults in the wider church. We think this is really important that they have as many points of contact, um, of friendship, of support and wisdom that they can go to as they grow up where perhaps they might want to talk to someone who's not mum or dad, but we want them to have as many people like that that they can trust and rely on. We also want to um, improve how we support parents and encourage parents and equip parents and um, really build friendships and uh, find ways that we can help train parents up to the best they can be. As a new parent, and I know what it's, um, there's a lot to learn and there are so many people here in this church that I could learn from so that how I can raise um, our son to be the, you know, to grow in faith and we want to just find ways of doing that as well. Right, courage. Our vision is of a co- courageous and coherent team of leaders because if we want to lead the kids, we really need to do that, and we need to step out as well. 
and I need all my courage <laughs> to, um, on the 23rd of March, we're going to run a training morning where we are wanting to dig deeper into what God has for us and, and for the kids and learn that. So Lee will be teaching us and praying for healing. Nat will be helping us as well and Claire and how to listen to God. And um, we'd love to that obviously for all the one for, for all the helpers, but also as a parent, if you want to come along, that is great as well, because we realize that Sundays is only a little part in our children's lives and that most of the work is actually done at home by the parents and we want to encourage, support and and further that. So please sign up when it comes out for the training day as well. I just want to say quickly, two weeks ago, I did kids work um, for the first time in mm, way too long, years. And I was a little bit, you know, intrepid about it. I was thought, you know, th they're going to eat me alive. Um, but when I got out there, well, actually beforehand, the stuff that uh, Moraine had prepared was just amazing. Uh, I looked through it and I thought, wow, there was, we took the culture word of courage. And it was like all these different fun activities but that really put depth into the kids about how to grow in courage and different things to express that and show that and stories to tell. And we had the best time in Clarice. We had so much fun. We looked great because we looked like we were pros because of all the stuff that was prepared. You just walk straight into it. So I just encourage you, you don't have to be super skilled at preparing stuff to sign up and be part of the Kids Work team. You can just show up and they'll give you all these great resources and you can give it a go and step out of the boat and, and really serve such an important part of our church. So I'd just encourage you, whether you've got kids or not, uh, sign up for a, a session, give it a go, maybe on the roster more regularly, or just give it a go for the first time and see how you find it. And uh, my kids were talking about being courageous all week, so it works, and we're teaching our kids stuff that we wish we learned at their age. So these guys are doing such a good job. Or maybe we just give them round of applause. <laughs> In fact, can I just ask, really, or anybody here of the last... Um, 12 months or so, who are either work, been out there with the kids or are looking to step into it this year. Uh, could you just, I know there's some already out there now with the kids, but could you just stand where you are now, those who are involved with the kids' work, just stand where you are now or, or have been over the last year or so or got thinking about getting involved. Can we just say, look, thank you very much for just stepping up to the plate. We so appreciate your serving heart. So come on, everybody, let's just put it again. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much. We do appreciate all the hard work. Hallelujah. Wonderful. These are folks stepping up to the plate, God using them to affect the lives of the young ones. Of course, so the other thing I want to talk about as well, I mentioned to you, is uh, about our teens' work, our youth, teenagers' work. You know, a year ago, we didn't actually really have one. Uh, I know we used to have one earlier. Trouble is, all the teens grew up and they became 20s. And they got married and had babies and things like that. So uh, we had a bit of a kind of a funny age group hole, really, for us as a church, which was a bit strange. And, and so a year or so ago, a number of us just began to pray again, God, please, would you give us a teens ministry? People who are prepared to really step out and trust God and be used of God to see young people come through to be passionate for him. And really, a year on, well... You know, praise God, it's what we got. We've got a teens ministry. So I think so much, I think Lee and Tash and McKenna and Tim, who are just working, and others who are working with our, with our teens work. And Lee's going to just share a few things now. And uh, let's just welcome Lee. Come on, Lee. Thanks so much. The, um, the Ministry of Health, they recently, uh, they put out a survey and what they found was is that the percentage of uh, youth and young people who were struggling with either high or very high uh, levels, if you like, of anxiety and depressive disorders had actually doubled over the last seven years. Uh, the UNICEF just reported again, unfortunately, that the highest youth suicide rate amongst a long list of 41 countries is New Zealand. And it's, uh, it's frustrating, and I don't want to get all doom and gloom on you, but I do want to... I guess I want to paint a picture of the reality or the current reality that a lot of our young people are experiencing here in New Zealand, which is uh, very unfortunate. And I guess also remind us the importance of supporting young people, especially through their adolescent years, because I think it's very evident that those are very challenging years for them. 
And I'm convinced and I believe that one of the biggest reasons for that, for why we are seeing these tragic percentages and statistics rising, is because our young people have forgotten, or maybe there is a lack and a, a complete loss of identity. And so about a year ago, Tasha and I decided to get on board and, and get alongside and support uh, the youth, and especially Tim, who's just been brilliant with the youth for the last couple of years. And it was our desire, and we really felt that it was the heart of God as well, to actually help young people to build a solid identity uh, in Him, a true identity in Him. And it's been, we wanted it to be, yeah, like, like we've said, authentic, no hype, uh, but just really solid, where it naturally and organically flows over to their peers, to their schools and to their families, where they're just a natural influence wherever they go, just very, very organically. And it's been, it's been cool. We've seen um, some really, really good things happen, some really cool things kind of take place. Um, I think of like Hannes, for example. He was up here preaching the word to all of us, you know, about a month ago, this young guy. I mean, that's courage. You know, putting his hand up saying, I feel like God's speaking to me. I want to share it. Boom, there he is doing his thing. It's awesome. Well, I think of John, for example. Man, the first session that we had, this guy was the most quietest dude like I'd ever met. Almost, almost kind of timid, to be honest. But a few months later, middle of last year, him and one friend started a Christian group within their school. That's cool. That's awesome. And I think of Kate as well. For such a young girl, she carries so much just character and, and confidence in who she is. And she often talks to us about her friends and the conversations that they have and the way that she just, she, she genuinely wants to express Jesus to them. It's, it's really cool. And then I think of the brothers, Eduardo and Alejandro. These guys are cool. Now, they came from a completely different country, come over to hang out with us, couldn't really speak English the first time. Now a year on, man, you can have a decent conversation with them. And the cool thing about Eduardo, man, every time this guy talks, I feel like I'm watching an Antonio Banderas movie because this guy is so <laughs> slick. He is so, see, look at the way he's sitting, just like chilled, smooth. And it doesn't matter what he says, it could be the simplest thing, but man, he makes you feel like it's a Hollywood blockbuster. Like he could just, and he does this thing where he kind of like strokes his chin and he does the slow eyebrow raise and he's like, oh, you know, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word. And he's like, it's like real slick. And I'm like, man, if I could learn that, boom, I'll be the best communicator in the world because that guy is smooth. <laughs> and then I think of Matt and Hannah who've joined us as well. Again, come from a completely different country. And McKenna often says it about them. These two are just solid. And it's so true. There's so much solidity to them and just the, the confidence they have, the character, and just such a purity of heart and a real genuineness to uh, be a part and be around our people. And then we've got um, Tasha and I, our, our younger brothers. Uh, one of them, Josiah, he's 17. And this dude, man, he's just on fire. I often look at his life and I envy it. I'm like, man, I wish I knew Jesus at, at your age because he'll spend his lunch times talking to people about Jesus. He prays for people in the sick. He sees many healings. He'll pray for people on Facebook. He will join online forums with total strangers and he'll say, I've got a word of knowledge for this person. Is that you? They'll respond. He'll respond with a message, say, be healed. And they'll respond back and say, what did you just do? Because people are getting healed on the other side of the world. That's cool. 17 years old. Man, that's courage. And then our other younger brother as well, Paul Neil, just 11 years old, so much love, so much warmth that you can meet him for the first time. He'll hug you, he'll kiss you, and he'll tell you he loves you. And it's real as well. It's very genuine. So we're seeing these traits of courage and compassion. And, and man, we, in our little group alone, we represent, I think it's more than seven nations, uh, countries. Talk about inclusiveness. Like, that's all there. And it's cool. And it, it's an awesome thing to see. And we're seeing this, and it's, it's very encouraging and it's our heart, I guess, to see more and more, more of that flow out. Like I said, I believe that one of the biggest reasons for these stats that I mentioned before is because of a loss of identity. But if these young guys here are growing in that identity, and they not just keep it for themselves, but spill over to help others to grow in their identity and self, then I'm convinced, I believe that those stats can decrease, if not completely diminish, eradicate. And so please pray for us. Uh, pray for our young people. Pray for not just the young people here, but in the nation. Pray for those who work with young people, whether it's explicit Christian or secular. Pray for our young people. Pray that they would grow and know who they are. We can't always prepare them, well, prepare the future for them, but we can prepare them for the future. And it starts with identity, I'm convinced. So if you can please pray for us. Uh, next weekend, we'll be down in Christchurch for um, joining the New Frontiers family down there, which is really cool. Uh, it's exciting to be able to travel a bit together and do something a little bit different and just take a contingent down there if you like to kind of represent the King's Wellington family as well. So please pray for us and um, yeah, just ask that God to give us the wisdom to just know how to do this well and do it authentically and all those other beautiful words there. Yeah. Wonderful. Just to say these camps are, are life changers. They really are. And a lot of our uh, younger people used to go on previous camps. They've come through and now they lead. And various areas and uh, it's just it, it can't have such have a value placed on it. it's too high 
So uh, what I wanted to do before, so it's next week they're going down, is that uh, any of you who are here who are going to the camp, could you just stand, help us as well as uh, uh, any younger ones who are going? I know some might be out with the kids' work, some may not be here. Uh, anybody here? Could you just stand where you are now? Okay, there's a few around. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Great, so I just wonder whether those around them, please, if you could just... Yeah, lay hands on them. There are two working for the children as well. So, yeah, absolutely, you stand up as well. Just, just wherever you are, if you look around and they're near you, could you just put a hand on their shoulder, uh, whatever you need to do, just get alongside, and we're going to pray for the blessing of God. We're going to send them down, all right? It's a very biblical thing to do. So, so wherever you are, sitting in your seat, then you just join in, maybe raise your hand, and, and we're going to just pray, pray for the Spirit of God to be upon them and to be upon the whole camp. Can we do that? Let's do that, shall we? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come upon them, Father. Oh, Lord, use them, Lord, we pray. Hallelujah. Meet with them, Lord Jesus. Meet with them, Lord Jesus. Come upon them again and again, Lord. Change their lives. Let them hear your call. Let them hear your voice, Lord. Hallelujah. Let them hear you in Jesus' name. Father God, Father, as a, as a family, we want to send them in your name. Lord, we don't want them just to catch a flight and go down there and join in. We, we want to send them, Lord. And, and we pray that you'll pour out your spirit upon them. We pray that as they go down there, they will encounter you and they will be changed. They will be moved on in their walk with you deeply. Each one will encounter you. Lord, those who are working with the kids, I pray you bless them too. Father, we just pray for this camp that your spirit will be profoundly upon those who are gathering down there. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. There's uh, a lot going on this year, really. And uh, also very encouraging to see what God has been doing through Claire Todd and her team. Claire, you want to just come forward because what they're doing with the ladies' breakfasts and conferences, we get the overflow. Let's put our hands together for Claire, shall we? Thanks, Claire. There we go. Well, we've, uh, I sort of went on a, a journey really with God about women's ministry in the church and it probably started about five years ago um, and God really spoke to me about identity and who we are really and, and, and the fact that we as women probably weren't very secure in our identity in God and really that was my heart to encourage, to encourage, to encourage really, to help women to um, find their identity through God and to come closer to him. So um, so over the last five years, we've looked at uh, women's conference once a year. And with the conferences, we I gather, I gather women. And God has been amazing in how he has um, put um, such amazing creativity in our church. And not only creative to be able to make things look beautiful, but also to speak and to speak in courage and I've seen just so much courage as I've seen and asked women to speak at a conference for the first time and they're like, yeah, I'm going to have a go. And it's not I'm facing people saying no to me all the time, it's a willingness to say yes. And I see that such courage is, is being raised up with the women in this church. Um, and that's a blessing to us all. It overflows because it means that we're hearing from people within the church some real authentic testimony about what's going on. they um, sharing their heart and what God's been saying to them. And it's been really incredible. It's, I've just seen so much growth in the church, in the women over the last five years. I have been so encouraged. So, um, so last year we went a bit further and we've started having some breakfast where we gather um, at 8.30 to 10.30, about two or three times a year. And they've been so encouraging too because we've just seen us having fun. It's been a chance to get together, to share food together, to share a bit of um, testimony, some story time. And for just seeing people's lives being changed and their stories being changed has been a real encouragement as well. So we've got um, a breakfast coming up in the at the beginning of March, on March the 2nd. And it's a real time, I hope, of just being able to invite friends, uh, for women to invite friends along to as a, an open door, really, to the church, because sometimes bringing them to church on a Sunday can be tricky. Um, but coming along to breakfast and having fun is definitely an opportunity that we could all uh, capture. So, um, And then we've also got um, our conference coming up in June. 
Um, and yet again, we, we're building a team this year. So we've got, um, I've got Nikki working with me and Minnie and Sally Boys, and we're, we're a, a team together this year, just really seeking God about what does he want for the women of this church this year and what does he want to say to the women of this church. So um, we're, we're at the process of looking at all that this year and um, praying about that. So it's really exciting the journey that he's taking us on because I'm seeing women raised up and doing things that they've never done before. They have shown real courage in stepping out of their comfort zone and I am really encouraged by all that I'm seeing and all that God is doing and it's an exciting year ahead, I believe. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. And certainly as a church, you want to see... Uh, ladies, more and more women stepping out in more and more areas of uh, yeah, ministry. Just keep freeing, releasing, sending women coming through. We want women and men uh, partnering uh, in this family called the church. So we want to see that happen more and more this year. Someone once said that the church is the only uh, club, as it were, or organization that exists primarily for the benefit of those who aren't actually in it. And uh, certainly we have a God-given mission to be outward. And... Uh, and bringing his kingdom into the community, the nations, and beyond. And thank God for what he's been teaching us. But uh, Phil's going to just jump up now and share him and a few others just what God has been doing. We can celebrate in, but also where he's taken us this year in terms of being outward missional people. So come on, Phil. Praise God. I love the journey we're on. And um, yeah, what I want to talk to you first of all about is about something I think we talked about last Sunday, Tomakanga. And uh, just, just, just about that, and then we'll, I'll also talk a little bit about the Alpha course. Just to say, um, the concept of Tomokanga uh, is, is not, it's something that came to us through prayer. We were praying about, you know, the wonderful gospel that we carry as a people. The wonderful fact that the gospel is not only a message of come, come and know the love of the Father, come and receive the forgiveness of sins, come and receive an embrace from heaven. I very much come, but there's also a go of the gospel is that, that God says, well, once you've tasted of the goodness, go and carry that goodness and share it with others. There's very much a coming and going. And as we were praying about this year, um, the concept really of Tomokanga came to us. Tomokanga is a Maori word meaning gateway. And very much gateway is uh, something which you come in through a gateway, but also it's a, a way in which you go out and do your business, etc. And so Tomokanga, in, in, as we've been praying about it, we've been thinking this expresses God's gospel. This expresses this whole heart that what we want to become increasingly as a church is very naturally missional where we open the doors of our church family to people. As um, as uh, Becca said when she spoke, um, we want to open the doors of our whare. We want people to come, more and more people to come and find the welcome of heaven among us. That's really our heart. So we very much want Tomokanga to be like a, an entrance, uh, a way in for people to come into the church. We also want it to express the way we go out and bring, bring a blessing to others. So as we prayed about it, the name Tomokanga came to us. The concept was to have three weeks in April, 1st to the 21st of April, where we wouldn't just busy ourselves with lots of stuff, but we would do natural missional things, things, ways in which we could bless our community. And these three weeks will be things that people are already doing. So there will be um, things like fitness groups, community fitness groups. There will be things like beer tasting events. There will be things like Toreo classes. There will be um, other opportunities for us to get involved with what several people here are already doing. But there's also ways in which we want to bless the community. And uh, in a moment, I'm just going to ask um, Julian to come and share on one project. But before I do, just to say the other aspects of Tomakanga, the first, as I say, is going out and being involved in various activities. Um, but the other thing is during those three weeks, we've got three Sundays, which very much we're wanting the message to become, come on in, come on in. We're going to have a focus on Jesus we're going to have um, uh, different creative elements to those mornings. We're going to be singing worship. 
together, sung um, some performed songs, some other creative elements to those mornings. But very much it's we're opening the gateway for people to come in and taste and see that Jesus is good. That's Tomakanga. I want to introduce um, Julian now, if he can come. There's one particular project we want to get out there very early, tell you about it, share what God's laying on our hearts. But over the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing each week two or three things that we're going to be doing during Tomakanga. I have to put my glasses on these days. Um, yeah, the, the genesis of this idea really is that if you look at the life of Jesus, everywhere he went, he changed the story. Uh, and I don't know if you you ever perhaps take notice of what the media puts out about Porirua, but the media likes to tell a story about Porirua, which I don't believe is true. It's too often far too negative about our city. Um, and so this 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 uh, initiative really is about us as a church having an opportunity to demonstrate that actually Porirua, you have value. Porirua, you're, you're, you're worth you're worth the effort. Um, and so, um, prior to Christmas, I went and had a meeting with um, Porro City Council, and I said, if, as a church, we uh, wanted to uh, do something for the city, if we wanted to actually physically get out there and get our hands dirty, are there any opportunities? And the council said to me, there are more opportunities than we know what to do with. So, there are plenty of opportunities for us to step out as a, as a family and bless our community. So, um, the reason we're putting this out now is that I need to get an indication from people as to whether they'd be interested in doing something like that because I want to ensure that we get the right size project. So the, in, the intention really is that we'll, we'll probably one Saturday, um, we'll, we'll go out and we'll literally probably get our hands dirty um, in the city somewhere. Um, and so um, if that is of interest to you, then I want to ask you to come and uh, tap me on the shoulder. The, the reality is that we'll probably do it on either the Saturday the 6th or Saturday the 13th. So if you're going to come to me and say, I'm interested, I need to know if you're available on the 6th or the 13th or both so that I know which day, uh, which date to choose to get the most number of people. Um, so that's probably it in a really quick nutshell, but it just really is an opportunity to say, Pora, we love you and we care about you. Thanks. That's awesome. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. So you need to let Julian know real quick so that we can actually then form what project we're actually doing. Okay, so you can tap him on the shoulder today. That will be awesome. Tomokanga isn't just something that we're just doing a, th a sort of three-week wonder and that's it. This is really looking to see us become more naturally missional as part of us as a church family. And so what you may find is things like community projects and other things that we introduce week by week. Um, over the coming weeks of what happens in Tomokanga, they may become just part of what God starts to do through us for our community longer term. So just watch this space, see what God taps on your heart. Obviously, um, the other thing I wanted to say quickly is about the Alpha course, which has been really, God has blessed it over recent years with us, several years, but the last two years particularly, God has really blessed us and help people come through to faith. People from no faith background, skeptical background, come right through to know Jesus. We've seen people who maybe were lukewarm in their faith or backslidden come through to a, a living, excited faith again and in love with Jesus. We love what God's doing in Alpha. We are so grateful to God. And it's like God is on a journey with us. And, and, and Alpha's become part of what we do. It's part of how we do things. So with Tomokanga being in April, we want to give people opportunity to respond to Jesus there, come and taste and see that God is good, uh, be influenced and be part of our church community. So therefore, we're going to start running Alpha in May so that anyone who responds to Jesus, anyone who shows interest during Tomokanga can come to the Alpha course. Alpha runs over two months. It's a fantastic discipleship way to, to ground people in the faith, get them to know Jesus, and help them with their early steps of following Jesus. So you'll hear more about Alpha, but Alpha is our way to follow up from Tongmakanga, anyone who responds. But it's also saying, if you've got a friend, if you've got a colleague that you've been praying for, Alpha's coming up. It's a great way to introduce them in a non-threatening way, a very um, interactive way, a fun way to come to know Jesus. And um, 
And also, just to say, if any of you are here today and you think, I wish I had a living faith, I've kind of got a faith, but I wish my faith was really alive and I knew that Jesus loved me, I knew I was loved by the, the Lord, I wished I knew that in my heart, then maybe Alpha's for you as well. We've seen several people who've maybe moved from what they may call a nominal faith into an excited, passionate faith. So Alpha's a very broad brush that helps to bring disciples through who love Jesus. So Alpha's on its way, and you'll hear more about that as that comes along. Phil. Okay, thanks, Phil. Just aware time's getting away from us, really, so I'll, I'll wind down. I'll just uh, close quite quickly. Just to mention uh, one other thing, or a couple of other things quickly, and about the coming year, and it really is uh, coming out of the last book of the Bible. There's a verse there, a revelation that says that there's a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne worshipping. And uh, listen, if that's so in heaven, every tribe and tongue, every language being heard as, as worship is going on around the throne, then we believe it should be on earth as well, as it is in heaven, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And to have a church, you know, to be a truly a, a Turinga Waiwai, a home for many nations, is something that we feel God stirred in our hearts. We really have. And, and, and especially in our nation where there is a history of different nationalities, but it's not always been a happy history. And there's a lot to restore and recover still. Uh, but also nations are coming. And so, wow, wouldn't it be wonderful to see a real miracle, which is a family reflecting many nations. It's too easy. The easy option has been to have churches or groups hiding away in their own nationalities. Well, we believe for a miracle that on earth as it is in heaven, wouldn't it be wonderful to see many nations worshipping here in this family uh, around the throne. Hallelujah. So that's what we're going for. And uh, just to say last year, uh, there were a number of workshops we had to explore how we could grow into that kind of church more and more. One of the practical suggestions that came out was to release Sam uh, a day, a week for a year to continue to teach us, equip us, network with other local iwi, but also other groups too, refugees and, and other groups, other nationalities, Pacifica, learning what it is to be a people that could be a real home. And uh, we feel strongly about this. So Sam, he's sick, I'm afraid. He can't share anything this morning. But on his behalf, I'm just saying, as he, in this year, this is where we're going to go. So Sam will get amongst the connect groups and teaching and provoking and uh, training us, but also teaching us, along with other teams, other folks here in the church, how we can become a true home for many nations. That would make us unique. It really would. Countercultural again, uh, enjoying the flavor of every culture. So that's just one heads up. That's where we're going to go. There are many other things. I won't mention them all now, but I'll finish with simply this. We are not a church on our own doing this. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're not a group saying, how can we do church? You know, I want to praise God for New Frontiers, which is, uh, if you don't know what New Frontiers is, it's a worldwide family of churches. A thousand plus, no one knows how many are in it now, but uh, I, some of us remember when it was very small, locked away in a small portion of the southeast of England, but now has gone across the world, has exploded across the world. And it is a, a family of churches and joined together around common values. Some of them I've already mentioned around grace, uh, around uh, loving the word and loving the spirit, uh, about team ministry, truly uh, equipping the saints and the priesthood of all believers, not a cliche, but a truth. And uh, these are important values about leadership, which is genuinely serving God's purposes amongst the people. Uh, that's a radical, radical thing. And also benefiting from apostolic ministries that can come in and help local churches really fly. And so we love the apostolic as well, as it's revealed in the New Testament, where uh, gifted ministries can come in and, and teach and stir and provoke and, and, and be a friend and support. And uh, certainly we've enjoyed the benefit of that. So New Frontiers uh, is where the kind of family of churches, but it's got so big now that now there are other apostolic team ministries that have risen up within it. Uh, hubs, really, that you can plug into. And as a church, we've plugged into uh, an apostolic team that's based in the King's Arms in England, in uh, Bedford. Simon Holly leads that team. And some of you will have met Simon and Phil when they came over at our camp a year or so ago, but over a year now. 
Uh, actually, they were there at the camp and you met them then. And uh, I want to just commend them because they have come over again and again and served us. Phil has come over with teams and just sacrificially given of their energy, time, gifting, and just come alongside and say, how can we help? How can we help? We just want to serve. And that's their whole attitude. And we love that. So we believe truly in the autonomy of the local church, but we also love apostolic ministries, team ministries coming in that can stir us and, uh, and uh, get us flourishing and, and flying in the vision that God's given us. And so, yeah, we really love that. So a heads up with that is this, is that uh, later on in the year, Wendy Mann on the left, uh, Wendy Mann, the, uh, uh, this, this lady is phenomenally gifted by God. She's part of that apostolic team. She's coming out with the team in late October, and God has used her profoundly in terms of the prophetic, in terms of uh, healing and uh, other supernatural ministries, but also developing people through to lead. And she has a real gifting in that, leading from our identity, knowing who we are in God, not out of performance, not out of insecurity, but seeing leaders truly come through. So Wendy is coming later on the year, heads up for that in October. And then in March 2020, man, it's a long way away, 2020, it's not that far away actually, uh, but Phil will be coming out from Bedford with a team and we're going to have a camp. Woohoo! Remember the camp we had a year or so ago? That was a real laugh. It was a real hoot. Uh, but man, we also met with God, didn't we? And so in 2020, we're going to have our next camp and uh, it's going to be a camp conference-esque type thing. We just know God's continuing to grow us, expand us. Uh, networking, knowing other friends around the country will also maybe be there. That's what we're looking for. It's going to be a great time, and Phil's going to come over for that. So that's another way that apostolic input is coming in. Uh, also, Phil uh, zooms into the eldership team on a regular basis, and it's a chance for us to say, what about this, and what about that, and uh, give us your view on these things, and uh, they're just here to serve us. One other thing, too, and I'll finish with this, is that this Friday, Julie and I will be flying out to the UK, and this is really for your prayers uh, to go to the King's Arms there in, in, over in, in uh, Bedford. There's a conference there, uh, meeting with other uh, leaders, I guess, flying in from other churches, other nations. Uh, and really, it's going to be a chance to just to learn off each other, to connect, uh, and to be encouraged and strengthened, learn all I can, and Julie and I, all that we can. So please pray for us. We'll be gone a month. Wow, a month. So we'll be seeing Julie's folks as well while we're over there. But really, it's so that we can simply receive as much as we can, that when we come back, we can just share it as best we can as well, because God is moving us on as a family. Hallelujah. There's so much. I'll close on this. Behind all of this is a vision for a church that will genuinely shift the heart of a nation. That's what really this is about. It's about God genuinely building something. And it sounds ludicrous because you could say, well, but we're so small. Well, Abraham once was one on his own, but God showed him the stars. And he said, so shall your descendants be. And we know the things that we're sharing, the bigger vision that we have, God has given us because we know we couldn't do it. That's the point. And uh, I'm going to get Julian just to come up and just read a portion of a dream that one of our... Uh, our folks, our family had. And, uh, and it was a prophetic dream that came with such power and anointing that those in the room, when they first heard it, they, they were sensing, convinced that God was speaking. A number of other leaders from other New Frontiers churches were there. But it's a dream that I think summarizes the heart behind what we're seeking to see happen here in King's Church. So it's only very short, a few sentences really, but can I ask you just to, just to listen carefully Listen with your ears, but also listen with your heart and just sense what God is seeking to build. Thanks, Julian. For I tell you that my purpose is to establish a church that is so full of love, faith, humility, generosity, authenticity, power, joy, peace, worship, love, and reverent awe that such a world is built. My purpose is to establish my throne and presence among you, so even the streets of your neighbourhoods become places of repentance, forgiveness, healing, and worship. Where the sick come to be healed, where the broken come to be transformed, where the wicked come to repentance, where righteousness and generosity is celebrated, where joy and peace is tangible, is a tangible experience, and where Jesus is worshipped in awe and wonder. For I tell you, I am building an authentic church which does not just know the truth, 
but has the joy of it in their hearts. I am building a church which is not just saved, but which serves the unsaved in generosity, faith and humility. I am building a church that takes five loaves and two fish and feeds thousands of the hungry. I am building a church that brings healing to all who seek it. I am building a church which looks as irresistibly gorgeous as the bride my son will marry. For my purpose is to bring heaven to earth. My plan is that greater things are done here than Jesus showed you can be done. My plan is that you devote yourselves to receive the promise of Abraham and be my friends who build on what has gone before to go further again until Jesus comes again. For this is not just for you, but your children's children for generations to come. Can I ask you to stand, please? Can we just stand? Thanks, Jay. find that dream so moving. It came with such power, still comes with such power. Folks, wouldn't it be great to see such a church emerge right here? Wouldn't it be wonderful to actually say, yes, Lord, I believe your word to us, that you will do a miracle in our day. You would raise up such a church. I praise God for many other churches who exalt the name of Jesus. We honor, seek to honor them all. But Lord, I thank you that we have a contribution to make. And I pray you'd help us make it. Father, we want to give ourselves as a people. We, we thank you for each expression that we've mentioned this morning, but there are many others we could have. But behind it all, Lord, is your heart to build a church that authentically reflects the glory of your son and father we pray that you would speak to us about it lord where maybe we've just been wondering whether we'd be part of this or not or curiously inquiring what are they about i pray you would speak and gather people into the vision of what you're seeking to build so father we just pray come upon us in these days lord we want to dare to believe you for something that will last to our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and beyond. Father, we're going to believe you for a miracle, a church that will see many hundreds and thousands. Lord, we feel like we're loaves and fish at the moment. But Lord, under your unction, in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, you could use this to feed thousands because there are so many out there who don't know you and who are wandering and who are lost. So, Lord, would you do a miracle, Father? Father, would you breathe on us by your Spirit, do something remarkable, every tribe and tongue, many cultures, multicolored, Lord, different economic backgrounds. Oh, God, would you do a miracle, Lord, among us? We sense you want to. We sense you're priming us for it. Lord, we want to respond to you and say yes and amen. Yes and amen. Hallelujah. Just in these last few seconds, can I just encourage you, if you want to be part of this, just quietly, just maybe just raise your hands with me. Let's just raise our hands. And what we're doing by doing that, really saying, God, please use us. I'm a loaf, I'm a fish. And maybe you're just looking in this morning, then, hey, can I ask you as well, just to kind of lift your hands and say, bless them, Lord. Bless them in what they're seeking to do. We would appreciate your prayers. Hallelujah. Come, Lord. Jesus. We stand before you, Lord. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for lives that have been transformed. And Father, we praise you for what is to come. And we commit 2019 to you and say, God, Bless what we bring to you, but Lord, we know that you want to do far more than what we brought. 
So we pray, Lord God, keep speaking to us in these days. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you build a New Testament church, Lord? Oh, come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Do something extraordinary, Lord, we pray. Deliver us from mediocrity, Lord. Do something extraordinary. Here we pray. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Come, Lord. Just allow God even now to speak to you. I know time is gone, but I I don't want to just shut the meeting yet because I feel the Spirit is here. Putting His finger on hearts and prodding here and there and say, you, you be part of this. You step up. Calling you. Calling you to break new ground. Calling you to trust me in new ways.